0: Welcome to the Vibe with Vic Podcast. I'm your host, Vic, and welcome to the Vibe. Listen, if you are caught up now on all the Grammy stuff and you still want to hear some opinions, go check out the bonus episode that I dropped either Monday or Tuesday. I don't even remember. I don't remember. It just feels like all the days are meshing together, okay? That's all I you. But a lot of things have happened since the Grammys. Um, Taylor Swift is is getting it left, right, up and down uh, and Mary go round And rightfully so, you do never slight Celine Dion, okay? You don't do it. There's a lot of deep dives going on on TikTok about Taylor. And I'm watching every single one of them. And some of them are hits and some of them are misses. Um, and a lot of talks are going on on Facebook about how Beyonce hasn't been snubbed at all. And it's disgusting. I need people to really put the math and the, the calculations together, okay? Just because somebody has won 32 Grammys doesn't mean they don't deserve album of the year, okay? You don't think that Beyonce has put together masterpieces? Taylor's won 13 Grammys. She's won four album of the years. And Midnight wasn't even her best work. Don't come for me because I'll send for you, okay? This is, this is not even a debate. Some of the Swifties kind of remember the facts. Sometimes we need to pull the emotion out of it, and we need to start thinking about the facts. Actuals and factuals, okay? Don't she ever come after Celine Dion like that again. Never. Because I'm your lady. <laughs> I can't help myself, you guys. I'm still upset. I mean, it's, it's calming down, but I'm still upset. Meanwhile... um. I know for some of you, this weekend, it's the Super Bowl. For others, it's the Usher concert. And let me tell you something. I'm stretching. I'm ready. U-S-H-E-R-R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. Uh, who's ready? Lil' John's going to show up. I'm ready. Okay? I'm stretching. I'm stretching as I talk to you guys right now because I'm ready for that beat to drop. I'm ready for my neighbors to bang on the wall and be like, turn it Turn it down. I don't know where I'm watching the Super Bowl or Usher concert. My bad. I slow lip. Um, but, yeah, what are you guys making? What are we making for these uh, festivities? I've been seeing a lot of different type of recipes. Normally it's like the queso with the beef in it. Oof. Sounds so good. Then I think I might want to change it up a little bit, but I'm not quite sure yet. Well, what are you making? Are you going to somebody's house to watch the Usher concert? Are you going to be making something? Ask yourself that. Um, let's move on. So Drake showed his dick. He did. He just put it out there on Twitter. Some of you say it wasn't him. Uh, listen, Degrassi, Drake, Drake is out here. He wanted everybody to know that his penis was flaccid. Okay. Uh, Some people were like, I didn't know that Drake was packing like that, honey. That energy, that ego, he was packing. He was packing before I even knew he was packing, okay? Is he Chris Brown packing? Because I remember when Chris Brown showed his like years ago. And I was like, oh, hi, Chris. Um, But Drake decided to let everybody know what he had in his pants. um, And it made everybody... Uh, the girls, the guys, the gays and the theys go off this whole week. And so, (laughs) uh, yeah, I don't know if it's still up or posted anymore, but yeah, well, he, he stirred some trouble. But meanwhile, remember Drake had this interview. It was with this girl named Bobby Atloff. She laid in bed and she had all these kind of like, um, she has her own podcast and she had these interviews with these celebrities and stuff like that. Well, um, after she had the interview with Drake, her brand kind of tanked a little bit uh, because of good old Degrassi Drake. And now her husband just filed for divorce. And the date of separation is either week a week after she had the interview with Drake. So did Bobby sleep with Drake? What am I missing here? You know what I mean? Did Bobby lie to her husband about Drake? Like, what's going on here? That's tea, you guys. Some of you are like, who the fuck is this girl? Listen, I'm telling you. Not many. I don't think she's like, well-known, well-known, unless you are like, your ears to the street and you love hip-hop, news, and stuff like that. But anyways, let's move on. You know who needs to log off? Krishan. And some of you are like, who's Krishan? She's the girl that doesn't have any, like, two front teeth. Yeah, I can't stand her. Blueface, you guys have heard of that? Yeah, that's his, one of his baby mothers. She's annoying as all fuck. She needs therapy. She needs a lot. She just needs to log off at this point. Because homegirl is not bright. Uh, She needs to concentrate on being a new mother because there are some serious, severe mental health issues there, and it's it w- at first it was very sad. Like I felt for her. Right now, it's getting to the point that I'm I'm going to need um, her people, the people who are close to her, the people who love her, to log her off of social media. She's making an ass out of herself every single day, and she doesn't even care because she's like, "Y'all are making me money." Okay, Krishan. We don't want you to make any more money, okay, right now, because you're not saying anything that's benefiting us, and you're not saying anything that's really benefiting you, so we're going to leave it there. Let's go to the more notable things that you guys would know. King Charles, he was diagnosed with cancer. When I tell you that Diana is looking down and she is having the time of her life, (laughs) Buckingham Palace basically let everybody know that they will have a new king by the end of the year. So, you know me, I was on TikTok and TikTok was talking and they were talking about how um back in 2023, we have people that have predicted that King Charles is going to die like mid 2024 to like fall. And if that happens, you guys, if that fucking happens, I don't... Listen, somebody actually accurately predicted that this was going to come out. Sick. But you know what? I'm sorry. Karma, baby. It's all about the karma. You going to do Diana like that? You thought that you were going to roll your girlfriend into that palace and you don't think you were going to... Um, reap what you sow, Camilla, Camilla, <laughs> you thought you won for years, honey, you about to lose. Now, I don't wish death on anybody, but King Charles, he's a deviant motherfucker. And I know a lot of you watch The Crown on Netflix. I have not watched The Crown yet. I know. I know I can hear you guys all. Why? Why haven't you? Why haven't you? I need to take the time to do it. Okay, it is a commitment. And even though I ask you guys to commit to things on the reality side, I guess I have to do my due diligence on this side and commit to the things that you guys ask me to do. And that is to watch The Crown. Now, I will probably watch when I'm really bored because they're always in the news. You guys like, I, I mean, I've watched so many documentaries. Do I need to really watch The Crown? Like my ears to the fucking street. You guys I already know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? You know? Uh, Let's move forward. Apparently, Kim Kardashian wasn't getting enough attention, so she decided to tell her PR people to tell the streets that her and ODB, Odell Beckham Jr., are uh, becoming more serious. Kim, Kim, sometimes it's okay to take a back seat. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was a fling. I didn't think that you and ODB were really out here dating. I thought that you wanted to have a private life. That's what I thought. I thought you were trying to leave the spotlight to your ex-husband. That's what I thought. But you were like, nah, I need people to know that I'm still around. We know you're around. We see Skims. We see your daughter. She's in a music video with her father. You're, we know you're not that far away. Ask me if I really care about this news between her and ODB. I don't. I really don't care because I really liked him with Lolo. That's what I really liked him with, you know? ODB he ain't nothing but an old dirty bastard. Okay, I need to calm down. Um, There is a new doc that's coming out of Wendy Williams. Uh, you Everybody knows Wendy. How you doing? It is very sad to see where she's at in life right now. What has happened to her? She doesn't know what's happened to her. Am I going to watch the documentary? Of course I am. It is just sad to see the decline in her health. Because the way that she shaped pop culture for a good moment with her talk show and the where she's at right now, word on the street is, is that she was supposed to be the one to present the award to Jay-Z and then she backed out last minute. That's a hot take. I just, my heart just kind of, some people say maybe this is karma. I say just kind of. I don't, did she really do ruin people's lives like that to deserve this? I don't think so, you guys. Everybody gossips. You know, to stay on a low note here for all you country lovers out there, it's unfortunate to say that Toby Keith passed away. He died of cancer, age of 62. I remember that in Minneapolis they had a bar called the Toby Keith's Bar. And let me tell you something. Country music lovers would be like, I'm going to Toby Keith Bar tonight. And I'd be like, okay, have fun. Have fun. I won't be there. Uh, I'm going to be at a different bar. But rest in peace to Toby Keith. It is, I was like, he's very young. So I knew something had to happen. I just didn't know that he was suffering from cancer. Um, Another thing that is going on. Do y'all remember the show Charmed? You know, with Alyssa Milano and Holly Marie and Shannon Doherty. Do y'all remember that? That was that was a great show. I think I watched it first couple handful of seasons and then I kinda like let it go. Well, Alyssa Milano, you know, she opened up her mouth, she's lying. I guess the lies are just continuing to roll out of her mouth. And she doesn't want to stand on business, but Shannon Doherty is. Now, y'all know that Shannon Doherty is suffering from a terminal. Terminal. Oh. Terminally. Terminal. <laughs> Word of the week is terminally and terminal. Okay, got it. Uh, she's suffering from cancer. Uh, she's in uh, fourth stage. Stage four. Fourth stage. What the fuck? Stage four cancer and she's doing pretty well, but she broke down and she told the truth on like how she got fired and how that changed her money. Like Alyssa was very upset that Shannon was the it girl and she was no longer the it girl. Like, you know what? These teeny boppers back in the day, I never knew that there was so much strife in between certain people when it comes to um these people I never do it like I would read and I forgot these magazines hot goss and stuff but these like it was thick back in the day people were like you are not going to take my spot and that's how Alyssa Milano Alyssa you already had money in your pocket you were the who's the boss girl you know you had that money you had um Like TV shows, you have movies. Why are you going to take out of Shannon's pocket? Because she was on 90210. And I stand 90210. Okay? Did I ever tell you how my mother, did I tell you how she recorded over David and Donna getting married in the 10th season? She recorded Matlock over that and I nearly lost my fucking mind. I was like, mom. Like, Y'all remember David and Donna got married and then Dylan appeared out of nowhere to pick up Kelly? <laughs> Pissed. 90210, stand here, okay? So I'm on Shannon's side. You don't take money out of other people's pocket because of jealousy. That's not good. You're going to reap what you sow. And Alyssa's going to do it right now. I'm telling you, what, what's in the dark always comes to light, you guys. I keep saying that. I keep saying that. Um, okay. Again, we're watching the Usher concert this weekend. Um, and there's also a Super Bowl going on. Uh, but it it seems like at the same time, right? And the Kansas City Chiefs are in there and Patrick Mahomes, he's the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I don't know where his damn daddy's going to be because he just got a DWI. What's wrong with his father? Are you okay? Do you know that his father used to be a Minnesota twin? Yeah, he was a Minnesota Twins baseball player and now all of a sudden he's just uh just wrestling and 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 battling his thing with alcoholism he's a damn alcoholic man paul you you're let me just tell you something okay patrick mahomes senior you got enough money in your damn pocket and so does your child to get you a black car that can take you anywhere you want to go to the strip clubs go to the strip clubs okay you want to go in. You don't need to be on these streets drinking and driving. I don't know. People are questioning whether or not that's really his daddy too. But that's a, that's a story for another day. Okay. That's another hot take that people are really leaning into, um, to kind of roll into the other mess that we'll be talking to. Obviously this is the second week that VPR is back on our television sets, and so you know I'm gonna hold off on that one because i i'm I'm gonna go into some other things, so I'm gonna hold off on that one, but I will say this uh on a housewife note, Candy Burr says she is hanging up her Atlanta housewive's robe. She says she's done you guys fourteen years, fourteen years, one four. she says she's done. She said, Bravo waited too long. And you know what? Bravo has waited too long. They don't know what they're going to do with Atlanta. I think Bravo's having a really big issue with like trying to keep the momentum up with Housewives. And I actually find that really interesting um, and actually true because a lot of people are kind of over it. They're getting to the point that they're overwatching the Housewives. I don't think I'll ever, I will be a stand. If I start something, I'm going to end it. And I said that, but I haven't done that with Grey's Anatomy Okay, haven't done that. Because I'm waiting. I keep telling you guys I want Ellen to call the production and say we're done, okay? We're done. We should have been done when Derek died, okay? I don't give a fuck what anybody says. But normally to roll back into what I was really talking about, is like I watch things from beginning to end. But now I have to take back my time. Now I have to reclaim my time and say, Is it worth it? Housewives will always be worth it. Some franchises more than the other franchises. I told you guys I'm no longer watching Salt Lake City. Okay. Even though that they're going to have two new people, even though people are calling my bluff, I just don't think I want to go back to SLC because Heather's a clown, right? So I guess like the same thing goes for, um, not the same thing, but on what Bravo's thinking. Like, they need to switch things up. Things are not working anymore. They will ha- also have to do that with Potomac. They don't know what they're going to do. They're at a crossroad. And Candy said, I'm too busy. Candy, you've been busy for the last 14 years. Your your marriage is practically suffering from all the blinds that I read, you know? So it's like, I'm actually okay with her leaving. I think I think she's better... I think she's evolved from it. I think she has other things going on. I think she has other things she wants to do. And so we want to wish her whale. Okay. Wish a whale. All right. Um, okay. This is going to be my other plead. We're done with pop culture. We're moving on to show updates. I watched kobo Cabo- Capote on FX. I've watched the first episode. It is good. Uh, I will be continuing to watch. So if you guys want a little drama with some history backed behind it, go ahead and lean into that one on FX. Um, And I'm obviously going to be plugging Love is Blind. Now we know next week is Love Week on Hump Day. It is Valentine's Day. Okay? Love is Blind is coming back on you guys. I need you guys to lean in. I need you to lean in because guess what? I'm going to have a special guest. I'm going to have some banter this time. I know it only took me two years. It only took me two years to finally get a guest on this podcast and it's going to happen and it's going to be through love is blind. So I need you guys to pull up to love is blind. Um, and you know, it's going to be bonus episodes. I don't know if I'm going, yeah, it's going to be a bonus episode because I want to work it out that way. So first, I know for sure the first episode is going to have a special guest. I don't know about the other episodes, but we will work it out when we're working out. I just need a commitment from you. Okay? Lean in. Lean into the mess. Yep, No, don't say no. Don't say no right away. I think for those of you who have never watched, this is your time to watch. For those of you who have been there since day one, we're going to continue to watch. Okay? We're here, we're in it to win it. We're not winning anything. We're just watching mess. So I'm telling you. All right. 20 minutes in. I have uh, just come through with a lot. And so I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about fucking VPR. (laughs) Stay tuned. Listen, I feel like I am letting you guys down I'm really not but VPR ain't doing it for me it it isn't I think it's time for them to find something else to do I think it's time for them to lean into other endeavors okay and I will 150,000% admit that I was into it last season because of the mess you say mess I say where because I love to be an innocent bystander to the mess. It's not doing it. We're in the second episode. And even though that they turned on the cameras after three months of Scandival, we are kind of seeing the after effects, but not really. Do you think Tom Sandoval has changed one bit? This motherfucker has not changed one bit a narcissist does not change their fucking colors in that short a time. This man still sits on this television show and says, I hope she's doing well about Raquel slash Rachel. I, you know, I really want to, like, see or explore a relationship with her. What? And a lot of people really don't understand why is still in the house. Why is Ariana, why does she have to leave? People don't understand. They're still debating about this online. And at the end of the day, does it really fucking matter? Are they, are they paying your bills? Are they paying your bills? Apparently Ariana ain't paying none of the bills. And you know what? I don't fucking blame her. You want to cheat in, in our house? You want to cheat in our bed? You can pay all them fucking bills. You can drown motherfucker. Cause I don't care. I'm going to live here because I designed this whole place. Cause this was supposed to be our place and you ruined it. So I'm going to ensure that you feel it. I'm not going to turn around and, and be in compromise with you. Fuck no. No. Ariana is being petty. And I like the fact that she's being petty. But on the flip side of it, I'm still not in it. I'm not. It's so painful to watch, to see people have temper tantrums. And they're just, they're trying to make it work, you know, Schwartz is trying to make it work, Sheena, Lala, everybody's trying to come from their point of view and how they feel about the situation and I don't fucking care. I was so like, okay, I'm watching. I'm watching to watch. I even told my followers on TikTok, I was like, I don't think I'm doing you guys justice because I don't like this shit no more. I need some people to just like, Keep it pushing You know what I mean Keep it pushing What was I going to say about VPR though Apparently Or not VPR but Tom Sandoval Apparently he's dating uh, a model I think her name starts with a V I want to say it's like Vanessa or something like that right Something I just want to say Blink twice girl if you need help Because why would you subject yourself to that man Of course he's going to love bomb you Of course he's going to be a narcissist Okay. Of course, you know, there's layers to this shit. And now that like, he's placing all his love over the internet so he can let everybody know that he has a new girl, that he's happy and stuff. Nobody fucking cares. Everybody despises him. Like I've never looked at a person and been like, gosh, I kind of want you to get depression in the worst way. Just get depressed in the worst way. That's bad. That's how I feel about that man. But you know, Ariane's over here flourishing. She's making her money. I just need people to allow her to make her money. I present day she's not living in the house. Um, from what I'm hearing. And that's great for her. She's on Broadway in New York playing Roxy for Chicago. That's amazing. We love that for her. And she has a she has a boyfriend herself. Uh, you know, from what I'm hearing is she kinda has the JLo syndrome. You know, the syndrome where You can never be alone. Like you always need to be with somebody. I am so blessed that I don't have that that syndrome. I don't know how people can be in relationships for years, like years. Her and Sandoval were together for nine years, and then the scandal happened, and then she met somebody else, and they've been together for a year. But like that's after like a couple months that they, after a couple weeks they met. And then they were together after, like, month. Like, how does that work mentally, emotionally for people? Hmm? I just, I can never understand that. j the same fucking way. She's never been single. Really a moment in her life. She's so insufferable. I can't stand her. Um, and I know Nick's hearing this, and I don't give a fuck, because Nick rallies. My friend Nick rallies so hard for j Really for Ben because Ben looks like a miserable motherfucker, okay? Ben is miserable. I give Ben and Benifer, I give them another year before he's like, here's a peace sign. I can't take this anymore. She's insufferable. He might be insufferable himself too. Can't put it all on her, even though the reason why I don't like her is how she treats service workers. That's right. The way that she takes tips off the table like they were sitting Okay, this is not even. This is like confirmed. They went out to eat. Ben left a Ben a hundred dollar bill on the table. J Lo picked up that Ben and put down a five. A bit. I used to be a server. Okay, service industry, hundred percent. Rally, hundred percent. Even if you're having a bad day, I will still tip. J- Jennifer, Jennifer, not even JLo, man, fuck JLo. You are loaded and you take away somebody's money out of their, excuse me? I lost all respect for her after that. The way I hear she treats Uber, Lyft drivers or whatever, terrible. The way I hear she treats people who work for her, terrible. I don't like it. I don't like it and I don't like her and I don't give a fuck what Nick says okay I don't care he can rally for Ben all day long but I him and his stupid girlfriend slash wife slash whatever that trash bag she can uh go somewhere else okay that's enough about that <laughs> I'm so mean but I don't even fucking care let's talk about um Beverly Deverly Hills, you guys. Listen, I'm going to say this once. I'm going to say it several times. I'm not going to say it once. Spain was, this second episode of Spain was a great episode. was an amazing episode, you guys. And when I tell you that, it really, I was feeling the feels. A tear dropped from my eye watching Sutton and Kyle have a moment. They were having that moment. When Sutton was basically letting Kyle know, like, you don't know all the pain, like how much Spain means to me. You know, she has the ashes of Merce in the purse. And she's saying, this is my mentor. But she's also talking about how her dad committed suicide, how, you know all these things. And, you know, like pretty much the death of her marriage from her billion dollar billionaire ex-husband, Christian. Like that's a lot. I've never been through a divorce. You know, I've never been married. Um, (laughs) talk about it. But for the people who are listening to this, that have been through a divorce or have been through like, you know, something that has pivoted Your life, you understand that you have to shed and grieve and all that stuff. This was Sutton grieving. So, that moment, I'm so happy that Kyle did not take that moment to make fun of Sutton when she was being very vulnerable. She was even crying herself because I think in the back of Kyle's mind, she was like, Is this how it's really going to be? Like, this is what I'm going to have to go through myself? Because Listen, I don't think her and Mauricio are going to make it. That's just me. That's the way that's kind of looking right now. But anyway, let's kind of this, uh, move forward. So, hey, they have that moment. And then the ladies, like, all get together... And they go out to the ocean and they have their leis, They have their like necklaces of flowers that they're going to throw out to the ocean. I don't know how I feel about that. I was a little bit questioning it. Like, is this good for the ocean? I know there's been a lot of shit in the ocean. We got dead bodies in the ocean. We got ships in the ocean. I, you know, so I guess flowers don't mean anything. So anyways, so Sutton says what she has to say. Oh, she's letting go of the three most important men in her life. And Garcelle starts next and she says, or no, actually it was Crystal. She says, I'm letting go of my brother. He's moving away. He needs to learn how to live his own life. Garcelle's talking about her relationship with her father. Doritos up here and she's talking about, hey, I'm going to let go of my PTSD. I'm not quite sure if she was that serious about it. I don't know if she was trying to not be as vulnerable. I just wasn't feeling the feels. From her. Then you have Miss Eight and a Half out of Ten who pulls up, and I am not going to take this away from her. She didn't say much, but I also feel like the reason why she didn't say much is because she doesn't know the ladies like um, to open up to them the way that she could open up to them if they were a cur- closer friend to her. And then you have Kyle, Kyle goes up there and she's very emotional because of course, you know, this whole season, she's been grieving the passing of her friend. So she's letting go of that. And she didn't talk about her marriage at that point in time. If she did, then I'm forgetting about it because it's going to come up later, right? And then you have Erica. So Erica steps up to the plate and she looks at all the ladies and she's like, I'm letting go of the pain that all of you have contributed to in the last two years. Excuse me? We've contributed to your pain. Might I add, we're still talking about the fucking earrings, the $75,000 earrings, okay? Now, I have come on here multiple times, and I have told you guys that this is Erica's redemption season, that therapy is working for Erica, but sometimes people relapse. We're still talking about the fucking earrings. Erica, if you don't want me to forget about the earrings, I'm not going to forget about the victims either. And you can't fucking tell me that you were riding for 20 years, living great off the victim's money, and you had no idea where the money was coming from. Like you just didn't know. You're going to, Erica ain't no dummy, okay? She is literally going to go to her grave with the things that she knows. She ain't never going to say it. All the backlash that she's ever gotten, she is never going to say it. But hey, the ladies contributed to the pain that has been that she's gone through in the last two years. And she wanted every single one of them to know. She was thinking at that point in time that all of them would be like, Oh, I'm so sorry, or whatever. The only person that walked up to her and apologized was Crystal. Now Crystal's been in this like, I don't know if it's an altitude I don't know if it's a blood pressure medication. Um, I don't know. But she's been very... um, She's been giving people their flowers that don't deserve their flowers. Like, you know, last week she was saying thank you to Anne-Marie. And Anne-Marie didn't do a fucking thing. And this week she's apologizing to Erica. I mean, hey, listen. If she wants to apologize to Erica, go ahead. I'm not going to take that away from her, okay? I'm not. So... After they um, get back into the Sprinter van, we're having Miss Eight and a Half out of Ten looks over at Sutton and she starts saying, Hey, Sutton, would you ever marry again? And I fucking told you guys, I told you that Sutton would never marry again. Why would she? If you are taking in $300,000 a month in spousal, and that doesn't even include all the other investments you have, you're never, you are not. No, you're not going to do that. You're not going to marry somebody else who might have uh lesser wealth. You're not doing that. And why would she? So then all of a sudden we start talking about marriages and we start talking about prenups and we start talking about documents. And while we are talking about documents, we have good old Kyle Richards over here that admits that she doesn't take care of any of the things in her house. She admits she hasn't looked at a document. And if she does look at a document, she signs off on it without reading it. Excuse me? I'm going to tell you this right now. (laughs) Every single one of you are listening. Read the documents. Read the documents that you are signing off for. Kyle said Mauricio takes care of everything in the house. People have roles. That's what marriage is about. I'm not going to take that away. But here's the thing. Kyle comes from a very wealthy family. Okay. And the reason why Mauricio has gained wealth was because he was connected to Kyle's sister, Kathy, whose husband is Rick Hilton. Okay. That's going to come up later. But it was interesting when Erica said, honey, never trust a man. You know, the, see where it got me? Never trust a man. And. I just want to say, Kyle, you know who Teresa Judice is? Dudiche, whatever the fuck, you know who she is? You know where she ended up in when she just decided to write off on documents without reading them? Where are we? Why are we not reading documents? Why are we signing our lives away? Because you have the money. That money can be there one day and it can be gone the next day. Read the fucking document. Sutton's like... Uh no, not me. That's marriage one on one. I read documents all day long. Every single one of them. That's what she does. And uh Miss Eight and a Half Out of Ten says, I have my business manager read. Okay, girl, what documents are you signing off on? Okay. I can't stand her. I really can't. But here was the thing. There was uh Crystal didn't say much in this moment. But there was one person that was completely just wasn't even in the conversation. It was too busy looking down on their phone. And that was Dorito. Of course, Dorito doesn't want to talk about her marriage and IRS and documents and all that. stuff? So she doesn't want to talk about that. Why would she want to? Because she owes the IRS a lot of money, right? Her marriage is pretty much in the fucking toilet. Her husband barely cares about it. He doesn't even listen to her. You know, I almost want to compare her fucking relationship to a bag of Doritos. Dorito versus Doritos. I mean, it's, that was weak. But anyways, so, <laughs> so <laughs> we get off the Sprinter van. We, uh, we go and we eat dinner and we're having like this feel good dinner. Everybody's getting along. Everybody's wearing red except Kyle and cause Kyle's wearing orange She's not wearing red, she's wearing orange. Miss eight and a half out of ten has to refer back to what what Erica said at the ocean, which Kyle's eyes and everybody's eyes was like, ooh, you really don't want to go down this road with Erica. You don't know where you're gonna get out of Erica. Erica will snap on you. This you're finna things are gonna get set off, like right now, right? Um, but Erica took it. She 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 answered the question very calmly. And, you know, Sutton turned around and she was like, I really want to give it up to you um, on her res- residency because Erica now has a residency in Vegas that's coming up. I don't know if it's already passed or whatever, but a residency. Actually, it has passed. <laughs> it has passed. And that was nice. Like Sutton and Erica have come a long way. Two Southern women come a long way. We love that for them. We love that for them. People thought that it was going to go sideways, though. I thought for a second it was. Uh, the only thing that Sutton said that was really funny, she was like, Erica pointed out how, she, how Sutton chartered the plane back in 2020 uh, when Erica was Roxy in Chicago and how Sutton didn't even receive an invite this time to the residency, not like the other ladies received. And it's just like, honey, honey. Yeah. So I felt that. So we ended the episode where all the ladies are back at home. They're going through. You got Crystal talking to her children, spending time with them. And then we roll up to Kyle. And Kyle is being very, you know, because honestly, this whole episode is about vulnerability and letting go. She's being very vulnerable right now. She's letting us know, like, hey, I wave the white flag red flag, whatever flag to my husband. And I told him that our marriage is in trouble, that the effort that you put towards the agency is not the effort that you're putting towards our marriage, that you expect me to do everything for you. And I need you to be here for me and how Mauricio wasn't listening. She said, I was with Mauricio when he had nothing, nothing. And she's right. She was with him when he had nothing. So the least that he can do is actually pay attention to what she's saying. She said to Mauricio, if you don't start paying attention to me, if you don't start making me a priority, we won't make it. And I'm telling you guys, they won't make it. Mauricio only has the agency on his mind. His girls are grown up. They are in two different stages. I'm telling you, Kyle, read the prenup. Actually, wait a minute. They don't have a prenup. So community property, 50-50, take them to the cleaners, honey. Uh Uh-huh. And Kathy will more than likely help you out. You better lawyer up. Lawyer the fuck up. I'm with it. Listen, let me tell you something. I might not be with Kyle on her side when she has her minions uh, be there for her, but I will 150,000% back her when it comes to her marriage. Okay? Birthed how many of his children? And the bonus child, half of them work at the agency and all I'm asking, because I put the time forth to go to all the parties and, and all the stuff, is ask you to spend some quality time with me and you can't do that? Oh, <laughs> say less. Say the fuck less. So um, that's it for Beverly Hills. I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk about Miami. Stay tuned. Miami's hot, hot, hot. And let me tell you something. Um, we're over Lisa. Lisa's probably one of the most insufferable people. When you have me over here agreeing with Larsa, that's when you know we are in trouble. We're still in Mexico City, you guys. We're we're still on the gondola. Last week, I couldn't figure out what the fuck the name was for the boat, but it's called the gondola. So we're on the gondola and we have just gotten through the back and forth between Lisa and Kiki and how, you know, Lisa's, you know, she lacks self-awareness, um, a lot of self-awareness. But then it just becomes chaotic. They stop by. They go look at these dolls. These dolls look like they belong in a horror movie. These dolls look like they practice voodoo. These dolls look like they have no place on the gondola, have no place, like the energy just looks kind of bad, right? So... And then we have Adriana looking at the dolls. We have um, Julia crying about the dolls because it's triggering her with her son who died many years ago. Um, we have Gertie who's throwing up because she's dehydrated and they're in Mexico City. And the, uh, the altitude is just different. We have Lisa worried about lip gloss. We, everybody's going through it. Everybody is going through it. And so they get off the gondola and Gertie ends up, you know, they call 911 for Gertie, you know, cause you know, she's going through cancer at this point in time and she's dehydrated and she needs some fluids. So we got Dr. Nicole Martin, she's over here and she's doing her thing, being by her side. Gertie's talking to her husband and then all of a sudden it's like a 180 because the next day they're going to go see Adriana. Uh, sing and dance and everything and then this is where the issues kind of come into play so remember Lisa and Kiki exchanged words on the gondola and when they were talking about you know Kiki feels triggered because Lisa is basically saying um Comments that you know she doesn't really know her audience. She doesn't know where her audience came from, and it triggers Kiki because how she's talking about the dogs and the houses—that's how Kiki grew up, right? But Kiki's not saying anything. Kiki's like, "Hey, girl, you know I'm just gonna let it flow." But I listen. I'm gonna check you when I check you. So then Lisa's like, "We well, don't talk to me like that. Stop attacking me like that." Like Lisa takes things zero to a thousand. She really drinks the victim Kool Aid. And it's getting exhausting. Now, hear me out. Last season, we were all about it. We were rallying for Lisa. We were like, how can he do this to you? You know, talking about her soon-to-be ex-husband, Lenny. We were all there for her. And this season, she is drowning in the victim Kool-Aid. It's like, I'm going through so much. Like Everything is surrounding her. I want to make this very motherfucking Clear Lisa wouldn't have shit if it wasn't for Lenny Lisa wouldn't have shit if it wasn't for Jody Lisa don't have much going for her, okay, every man that she's been with has funded her fucking life, so the lack of self awareness comes from there. you know has she ever had a job before? I'm pretty sure when she was a teenager and into her twenties before she decided to slip and fall on lenny's dick. I don't care but it's getting out of hand okay and then the microaggressions start coming out right and so they go to the pride concert and every chance that lisa gets when she's around kiki she has to n- say something oh are you going to beat me up or are you going to say first of all kiki didn't even put her hands on you girl she didn't she said something to you because you stood up to her you came at kiki kiki didn't come at you girl okay So don't, don't do that. Okay. Uh, just don't. Okay. And so Kiki's noticing this. Other people are noticing it. Dr. Nicole Martin sits her down with, uh, Alex, Alexia. And let me tell you something. Alexia has been actually tolerable the last two episodes. It's almost like her going to see Guadalupe has changed her whole demeanor. Like, I'm just like, is this is the Alexia that I need to see every single episode and I'm actually enjoying her in her confessionals too. Uh, I get a little bit worried about Marisol because she shows up and doesn't show up because of the altitude and all it's just like you know, hydration really works if you just drink water and some of these ladies really need to lean into the H two O, the Aqua, the you know, all that jazz. Um, So Dr. Nicole Martin explains to Lisa, like, hey, some of your comments that you're making are just they're they're not cool. Like you might want to lay off of that because that is just not, it's not being taken well. And of course you have Julia over here who Julia really needs to mind her own business. Julia leans into the messiness this season and I really need Julia to understand she might want to focus on her marriage since she wants to be a kissing bandit every single fucking episode. Um... She might want to do that more than try to come after or try to play telephone with other people, especially telling Lisa, knowing it's going to trigger her like her producers are doing a really good job. Okay, so I'm not going to take away from that, but I really need her to shut the fuck up. And I'm so glad that these ladies are not afraid to point it out and say anything. And I'm happy that it happened three different instances. So the gondola was one what ignited it. Uh, the pride parade, uh, which kind of kept it, uh, at bed. And then they had the drinking, um, the get together at night where, uh, you know, Lisa said something else to Kiki and Kiki's like, I just want to have fun. Like we're over it or whatever. And this Lisa kind of continues, are you going to do this to me? Are you going and she's like, she thinks that she's being funny. She's not being funny. Where in, in all that, did you think that you were being funny? I. Because the, if you read the room properly, you would know that, but no. So you have Julie over here sprinkling, you have Gertie over here saying, look, she's talking shit. You have Larsa trying to tell uh, Lisa, like, I love you so much, but you're exhausting. And then Kiki's trying to explain to Lisa. And the problem with Lisa is that she really doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. The problem with Lisa is that she really doesn't know how to listen to people. She wants everybody to listen to her. She wants everybody to understand where she's coming from, what she's going through, but she never really understands where everybody else is going through. The fact that she didn't even know Kiki's children's names, telling, and then she has the nerve to turn to Kiki and say, I'm sorry that I'm triggering your childhood trauma when I tell you the way that Kiki went off is the way that I would have went off, and I'm so glad she turned to her and she said, Lenny's your karma. And the way that Lisa looked at her, like that hit below the belt. Like those type of words sting. Okay? That's when you read somebody the filth and you know they're gonna go home and, you know, lay their head in their pillow and start crying. Those are the type of things. <laughs> One of the reasons why I love watching reality television, because I love watching the psychological um, reactions to people when they say things that are uh, not so nice because they have pushed somebody over the ledge. And that is exactly what Lisa did to Kiki. And she deserved every single moment of that filth that Kiki read her. Okay, if you got your bestie over here, Larsa, who's been your ride or die, telling you that you're fucking exhausting, if you have your bestie over here telling you that you should never let go of Jody because he's the best thing that ever happened to you, you might want to open up the mirrors, girl. You might want to understand that Gucci Prada Louie might not be your future if you keep it up the way that you are. Ugh, I wonder how she's going to be at the reunion. I literally wonder how she's going to be at the reunion um Adriana very happy for her even though the lip singing aspect of it that I don't think naturally the ladies really understand is that when you have those type of performances you are lip singing. lip syncing okay you are but she did great I'm very happy I'm very excited for her because she needs something that's gonna light up her life um what else I mean, the whole episode was kind of, it was good. Like, I mean, I was waiting for it. I was just waiting for it. But that thats that's Miami. And I don't know when the reunion of Miami was filmed. I feel like it, from what I heard when Beverly Hills was filming, it was like three weeks of reunion. So it's like, oh, Beverly Hills, then Miami, Okay, so then what's, like, when did it happen? I didn't see anything in the in the page six. I didn't see anything <laughs> in the headlines or whatever. But that's Miami. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to continue on with the mess. Um, I just, predicaments. Oh, because Marisol wasn't there when all this was popping off. Marisol was upstairs because she was feeling nauseated. And things I, I kind of do worry about Marisol's health. I'm not gonna lie, because it, it's a lot. But you know, Gertie takes a hold of her, of her health. She's going back home the following day. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Oh yeah, next week, you know, Larsa stood up for Kiki this week. Next week it's Kiki asking Larsa some questions. So we're we're just gonna see the tone and how the trajectory of these friendships are going to change. But that is really all that I have for you guys. Thank you so much for stopping by and vibing with me. Please go forth and leave me a five-star review, uh, either on Spotify or Apple. Um, I'll be back next week. And until next time, stay classy. Bye-bye.